bringing us together once again. We thank you for the shed blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary for the remissions of our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there will be no remissions of sin. So we just thank you and we just praise you, Father God, for loving us, God, even when we were not lovable. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your mercy, and your loving kindness. And, Father, as I go forth to teach your people, I thank you that their hearts are open and receptive, God, to receive your word on tonight. For, Father, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And, Father, I come against every naysayer, even on tonight. Every person, God, that will come against God, the truth, Father God, I thank you, Father God, that they will be exposed in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that your word shall not fall to the ground, but, God, they shall see more and more manifestation coming from the truth like never before. God, I thank you and I praise you, God, that we're doing a good work here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. And why should we come down to them? So we just honor you and we glorify you. And I thank you, God, for giving us the strength, God, to continue to do, God, what you have called us to do outside of what's going on around us. We thank you. We praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How many know the more you come forth with truth, the more the enemy is going to show his head? And those that are not in their rightful place with God, they're going to choose to believe everything outside of the truth. And this is why um, I have been teaching on, um, you know, how you're going to be hated for the word's sake. And since I've been teaching on this, you know, the enemy has been popping up his head, but we still give God glory and we're still going to go on and continue to do what God has called us to do outside of what the enemy does. Because we know that we are protected by him. He is our protector. He is our shield. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our strong tower. He is our sure defense. So as long as we stay, you know, up under him, up under his um, power, his might, his authority, we know that we are in a safe place. Amen? So let's continue the teaching. I believe the last time that we were together, I was talking about how Peter and John was being persecuted because of the word's sake and how they were locked in prison. I was coming out of Acts, the fifth chapter, um, how they were locked in prison and the angel came and unlocked the doors and told them to go forth and continue to preach, basically um, life, preach Jesus Christ. And this is what he want us to do. People are going to try to, you know, put you in prison and not literally in a prison like behind bars, but you know, try to uh, shut you off or try to get people not to hear what you have to say because when you begin to present the truth, then evil is going to be present. And when evil is present, evil want to um, try to, you know, come in and, and shut down the life of God. Evil will bring in confusion, and where there's confusion, there is not any peace. Amen? So that's why we have to stay up under the word. We have to know what the word is saying for such a time as this. Jesus forewarned us that the world hated him, so we're going to be hated by the world. We went over that as well. But, you know, we know that the world is going to hate us because the world is not going to love, um, they're only going to love their own. So if you're not doing what the world wants you to do, you are going to be hated. 
if you are showing a difference in the world, you're showing the love of God, you're bringing forth truth, we know we're going to be hated. So we know this, that the world is going to hate us. But then I say, okay, Lord, where do I go from here? Because I believe everybody understands about the world hating them because of the truth. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, okay, now I want you to talk about Christians coming against Christians. And you're seeing a lot of this. We know we're going to be hated of the world. That's just, you know, what it is. But for Christians to become coming against Christians, there's a problem there. Something wrong with that. And I was going into the word of God, and the Lord was showing me through scripture where, you know, Christians were coming against Christians. We know that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they they came against, um, you know, the disciples. They came against Jesus because they were using the law. And Jesus was bringing forth grace. And we know part of the problem was the Pharisees wanted to be seen, heard, and attached to. They were going on, you know, Moses. They were going, um, adding laws to the laws that was already created by God. So when Jesus came in on the scene, they made Jesus look bad because they wanted to look good. And some people did follow them. But I say, God, I understand the Pharisees. I understand the Sadducees. And we still have some of those in the church we have different sects we have different people that say that they know god but they're living outside of god but they're thinking what they're doing is normal they're thinking what they're doing is right you know they're doing works trying to get to heaven they're trying to um, make sure that this is right or that is right you know they're telling people this is what you have to do for god to love you we know that's what the pharisees we know that's what the sadducees does But then you have people that you're thinking that, you know, they're in unity, they're in grace, you know, they're living by the grace of God and they're knowing that they don't have to do anything in order to be saved except believe. So I said, Father, what about those people? What's going on with those people? I don't know if y'all know this or have recognized this, but when something happened in the world, you find out who, 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 who's truly a Christian. You find out truly who's the saved ones. You find out truly who, who are the ones that's truly going to stand from, for God outside of what's going on around them. You really find out what people believe during tragic situations. During a pandemic, you, everything began to come out. And the ones that you thought was, is not. The ones that you thought wasn't, is. So God has been telling y'all that for years. And I believe the last thing that he told you, he told you a lot of stuff. People are going to be shocked by the ones that's coming out that you thought was where they needed to be. And they're not where they needed to be. It looked like they were living like they're supposed to. But you finding out, wow, I didn't know it was like this with them. So God is showing people who people really are, even through this pandemic. Because when pandemics come, like I said, when tragedy come, you really see who people really are. So go with me to Galatians 2, verse 11 through verse 16. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of this, and I know all of y'all are aware of this, dealing with Peter and dealing with Paul. And we know what Paul was doing. Paul did not spend time with Jesus the way the other apostles spent time with Jesus. So Paul was explaining to them everything that he got. He got it through revelation you know, from Jesus Christ. But some of them were not accepting Paul because he didn't spend that time 
with Jesus like the rest of the disciples. So Paul was, you know, letting him know, letting them know that it was false teachers coming in the church and they're trying to change the gospel. They're trying to change the good news. So when we get in the second chapter, in verse 11 it says, I'm reading out the expanded Bible, but when Peter came to Antioch, I challenged him to his face because he was wrong. And so this is what Paul did. Now, how many of us, when somebody is wrong, do we stand up for what's right? And we know that they're wrong. Peter, he was just like a pillar in the church. Peter was somebody that people looked up to. And also, Paul. And Peter walked with Jesus. Paul didn't, but Paul got revelation through Jesus Christ. But he got up in um, Peter's face and he began to tell him he was wrong. And it says, Peter ate with the Gentiles until some Jewish people, certain people sent from James, came to Antioch. When they arrived, Peter stopped eating with those who were not Jewish. He withdrew himself, he backed off, and he separated himself from them because he was afraid of the Jews. And it, then it said, then the rest of the Jewish believers joined him in the hypocrisy. So look at Peter. Y'all remember that when God told Peter everything that he created was clean. Don't call what he created unclean. And he was talking about the Gentiles. He was letting them, Peter, know that, you know, he, he, it's okay for him to go to the Gentiles with the gospel. So Peter knew this, and Peter did go, through, uh, go to the Gentiles. But then when James and them come in on the picture, Peter act like he didn't even know the Gentiles. Why? Because he allowed certain people to put him in a place and take him away from truth, what the word of God was saying. Who would have thought Peter would, done, would have done this? So Paul knew what Peter was doing, so Paul openly rebuked Peter, and he let Peter know, before all of this happened, you were eating with the Gentiles. Now that certain people come into church that have a high position, you act like it's wrong to eat with the Gentiles. You're separating yourself. You're saying that they have to follow these certain rules and these rituals in order to be accepted in the kingdom. And that's not true. So Paul could not sit there knowing what Peter was doing was wrong. Why did he have to address it openly? Because what was happening, it was a lot of people in, the, in that place. So if he had not addressed it openly and let it go, then Paul would have been coming against the truth that he was carrying the good news concerning grace, concerning Jesus Christ. The only thing they had to do now was believe. They didn't have to go on the works of the law. They didn't have to do this, that, or the other to be saved. They didn't have to be circumcised no more because circumcision was of the heart. And the only thing they had to do was have faith in Jesus. So Paul openly rebuked Peter. We got a lot of people that will not openly rebuke no one. They can be teaching and they can say something that is so wrong that do not add up with what the word of God is saying and no correction is made because they feel like I can't correct that one because that one know the word better than I know the word. Evidently not because if, if, if it's not the word, we have to bring truth to take away the error because if you don't, people are going to go on that word and they're going to think that it's true. How many of us have heard when we was growing up scripture, when you go look for that scripture, you can't find it? And you're like, why were they saying all this? You know, it's something that people are saying, you take two steps and now take 
you take one step, I take two, or you take two, I take one. People were saying those things, but it wasn't necessarily scripture, but they were using that to let people know, you know, this is what I'll do if God do this, or this is what God is going to do if I do this. God done done everything. If we never do anything, God's done everything that need to be done. So we have heard a lot of stuff from older people that they have added to the word of God, and that's not what the word of God is saying. So if you don't get into the word of God and know what the word is saying for yourself, we constantly repeat these people because we trust them and we feel like what they're saying is correct. That's why you have to search the word of God for yourself. And before you say anything, you have to make sure that's what the word of God is saying. You don't add to it. You don't take away from it. So we're looking at Peter and we're looking at Paul. So Paul, he had to go to the Gentiles. Peter was with the Jews. But guess what? They were serving the same God. So Peter was off track. So Paul was bringing correction unto Peter. So what was Peter doing? That he was calling him a hypocrite. And by Peter taking the lead to go over there with James Nim, the ones that said you had to be circumcised, guess what? Other people followed Peter because they felt like he had a high position. So if Peter is not in with what Paul is saying, then I'm not going to be in it either. But Paul had to bring correction. So what do we see with Peter? First of all, Peter was putting man over God. Peter knew the truth. Y'all, it is not that Peter did not know the truth. Scripture proved, and I believe it's in Acts, let's go to Acts 10. It's not that Peter didn't know the truth, because if you go to um, Acts chapter 10, it tells you here that on tomorrow, verse 9, on tomorrow as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knitted at four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. The reason why Peter said this is because up under the Old Testament, they had clean and they had unclean animals. They could not eat unclean animals because it was against what God would have for them to do. So when Peter saw that, he's like, no, I'm not eating anything that's unclean because he was up under those rituals. He was up under, you know, what they had learned in the Old Testament. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God has cleansed that call not thou common. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. So what Peter did, God showed Peter, he said, it's okay to go to the Gentiles now. So Peter was aware of this. So why was Peter cutting the food when James and him come into place? Because he rather to not tell the truth, to be a part of that sect, than to tell the truth. And we're seeing that today. We're seeing a lot of people that know what's right, but to keep the family together or to keep people in the church liking you, what do we do? We go on a lie instead of the truth. So Peter knew the truth, but he didn't stand up for the truth. And that made him a hypocrite. So Paul had to rebuke him and let him know, Peter, 
Okay, you once ate with the, with the Gentiles. You ate with them one time. You didn't separate yourself from them. You are a Jew, but you ate with the Gentiles. So you were letting them know that they can be a part of us now. But here you are backing off because somebody in a higher position is going to come in the house. Now you're going to back off of what you know to be true. And sometimes some of us do that. Some of us see stuff hitting us right in the face. And we sit there and don't say nothing. If you do not correct that word that brings death, guess what? It's going to travel. If you don't correct it, then it will travel. And what happens when people get a hold to it, they done told it to everybody. And then it's harder to correct it then. So when you find error or if somebody is teaching and you don't understand what they're saying, you need to pull them aside afterwards. You need to let them know, I didn't quite understand what you were saying. Could you explain that to me? Once you explain it to them, you need to say, can you go back over that with others? So that way we'll all be on one accord because this is what I got out of it. I don't know if somebody got the same thing I got, but could you explain that again? This is why Athea, she'll go through my teachings each time that I teach. And sometimes I may get some names mixed up and throw them out of place. And Athea say, I know what you meant to say, but people out there will say, she don't know what she's talking about. So Athea will go in there and she'll make the correction not that I didn't know what I was talking about, but some people take that very thing and cut off the teaching to say she don't know what she's talking about. That's what the enemy does. So this is why we have to make sure that we're checked. This is why when you have a meeting going on and you got several prophets in the house, prophets are subject to prophets because if one prophet is out of turn, the other prophet will bring in that correction. So this is why we have to be so careful when it comes to the word of God because we are presenting life. So we see that Peter was a hypocrite. He was saying one thing, but his life wasn't adding up to what he was saying. That's what a hypocrite is. And I always tell people, sometimes people will say, you know, they know the word. I said, no, I don't think they know the word. They said, why you say they don't know the word? Because they be talking to me about the word. I say, is, are they living it? To know something is to live like you know. So this is why I tell people, just because you hear somebody quote the Bible, that don't mean they really know and have revelation of that word. You got people that is in their head, but it's not in their heart. Once it's deposited in your heart, you live in it. Nobody don't have to tell you to pay tithes. Nobody have to tell you to get along with your neighbor. Nobody have to tell you to study to be quiet because you're living like that. And even sometime when you get out of line, the Holy Spirit is going to help you to bring you back in line. And you're going to go to that person and say, wait a minute, I said something out of line that I should not have said. Please forgive me. I'm here to bring correction. So there's no way that you can spend time with God and get revelation of that word and still have a grudge with somebody. Don't speak to nobody. Act stuck up. That's a hypocrite. You say in the word, but you're not living the word. I can't say I love my husband to you guys and I go home and I treat him like he's not my husband. I can't tell you women to cook for your husband or cook for your fiance or cook for your significant other and I'm not doing it in my house. I'm saying it but I'm not living it. So we need to quit saying things that we're not living. And during the pandemic, people are finding out who the real hypocrites are. They're finding it out. 
because a person that has always spoke positive and people looking up to that person, when something began to happen, now that person is cussing. Now that person is mad without a reason, hating people without a cause. And you're like, that can't be the same person. No, that's the person. So whatever's going on is bringing the stuff out of that person. So this is why we have to go into the word of God and we have to stay in the word of God. We have to get to know him and know his attributes, know his ways. And as we do that, we can live according to those ways. So Paul really let Peter know, no, that's not right. And I'm not going to stand here just because you in front of them and change who I am and what I believe. So we see that he was a hypocrite. Peter was hypocritical. He said one thing and lived something else. He followed the crowd simply because they put pressure upon him, even when he knew better. And we got a lot of Christians following the crowd instead of following the word of God. Because people will put pressure on you and you'll begin to do what the people want and won't do what God would have you to do. Look at how Peter and John, the same Peter, that they told him not to speak in that name no more. Peter stood up. Peter said, I'd rather obey God than man. This is the same Peter in the book of Galatians. He said one thing, how was he living? He was living another. So we have to be so careful because we don't know what kind of situation we're going to get in. Y'all, we will be tested to see where we are. So if you're not in a place, don't act like you're in a place. Just say, you know what, I haven't gotten there yet. But that does not mean the, world, the word of God changed. Just because I haven't gotten there yet, the truth does not change. I'm going to tell you what his word is saying. The word say by Jesus Christ, you were already healed. And just because I haven't accepted it, that does not mean that the word change. So I'm going to tell you what the words say. Am I there yet? You have to let people know. I ain't quite got there yet. But that does not change the word. But don't live like you a superman or a superwoman knowing that you got some issues in your life because people are going to look at you when things become so bad. They're going to come to you and you're going to fall apart, some of us, and say, I'm trying to take care of my own house. You need to take care of yours. But you were that person encouraging them all along before all of this started. So we see that Peter, he followed the crowd. He esteemed some persons better than others. And this is what we don't do. This is what God does not do. He reigned on the just as well as the unjust. God does not do that. He does not put one person above another person. He loves us all. He wants all of us to come to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This is how we know we're staying in alignment with the word of God. We don't pick and choose who we want to be saved. We don't look at one person and say, I ain't going to mess with them. I'm, I'm going to get them because that's an easy prey. No, we ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what would you have me to do? Whom would you have me to minister to today? You know where I am. You know my heart. So show me what to do. So we don't just pick and choose. So then we go to Galatians 4, 9. I'm going to give you scripture that's representing what uh, Peter did. Galatians 4, 9, Amplified. Now, however, that you have come to be acquainted and understand and know the truth, God, or rather to be understood and known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly and worthless elementary things of all religions before Christ came? Whose slaves you once more want to become. So what this is saying is, if you know him, 
If you know Jesus, if you know God, how can you turn back to these traditions? How can you turn back to these rituals? Once you get revelation, once you get understanding, how can you pull back on God? If we read on Peter, Peter had this revelation. God gave it to him. He opened his eyes and showed him everything that I make is not unclean. Peter knew, but he backed off of God because of people. So this is what I'm seeing in this pandemic. People are backing off of truth, and they're following certain people instead of telling them, no, that's not right. No, that's not what's happening. And y'all, the more truth is coming out of a place, and just like now we're on live, some people are watching live to try to find error. They're trying to find something to say, this is what they're not doing. This is what they should be doing. Some people are not watching to get the truth. They're watching to find error so they can try to stop the truth from, what's, from going forth. So this is why God is going to teach us how to love those, do good to those who hate us. He said, love your enemies. He said, pray for those who what persecute you, who, who use you. We have to do what the word of God says because until that person want to change, we can't change that person. But the love of God can. So we still have to show love even in the midst of error. So we see what Peter was doing. And the word of God is telling us that these things will come. Galatians 4, 9 is showing us that we should not turn back to weaker or beggarly elements. Now, Ephesians 4, 14 is saying, this is the Amplified Y'all remember in Ephesians 4, it's telling about the fivefold, it's telling the duties of the fivefold, and it's telling um, why the fivefold should do what they do. In 14, it says, then we will no longer be babies, children, we will not be tossed about like a ship that the waves carry one way and then another. We will not be influenced by every new teaching, carried along by every wind of false teaching, we hear from people who are trying to fool us, trick us. They make plans, schemes, and try any kind of trick to fool people into following the wrong path, error, false teaching. So you're taught the truth so you won't have somebody to bring in false teaching because you know the truth. And this is why God have the fivefold, to teach you truth. So if somebody come in with error, then guess what? We know the truth and we say, no, that's not God. That's not what God is saying. So we have to bring correction right then and there. I was, um, and I know some of y'all remember, we had a person in here. We was round in prayer, praying for the children, and they were speaking deaf on the children. And I'm just sitting there. I said, I'm just going to wait to see if anybody's going to bring correction. I'm not going to say one word. You remember that evangelist? I'm sitting there, and I can see Brother John Eyes right now, out the corner of my eye, and he's looking at me. He just looking at me. I said, okay, say something. Why are you waiting on me? If you know the person is wrong, speak up and say something. Nothing was said. So finally, I just spoke up and brought correction. So guess what? You know, if I'm going to bring correction, who are they going to look at? <laughs> They're going to look at me. Why am I like I am? I think I told some people, I'm tired of getting thrown under the bus for you. So from now on, if you did it, I'm going to say, go to them. They're the one. I'm not going to do it no more. Because once you know what truth is, why should I fall on your behalf? And you were standing there and you knew what truth was. So if we want to do what the word of God is doing, quit throwing it off on somebody else. Y'all hear people talking. Y'all hear what people say. Matter of fact, 
I'm going to tell you something. Even babes, little children, hear me being talked about. And God will open their mouths and come back to me and tell me what people say. But you know what I do? I pray for that person who had the audacity to talk to a child about me. I said, I was more worried about the child than me. And somebody said, let me, I handle that for you. I said, you don't have to. I said, it's already handled because it's a lie. I know it's a lie, but I'm not going to go in on that because that little child who was taken up for me is going to be hurt by that adult and that will not happen. So I left it alone and I began to pray for that person. I said, God, open their eyes. Allow them to see truth. Turn their heart more towards you than the hate they have for me. God, I break jealousy. I break envy. I loose your love all around them. I mean, I just begin to speak the word of God on them. Why? Because the devil is mad. You know what the devil's mad at, y'all? Because y'all up in here. Because we're fellowshipping. The word of God is still going forth. So they got to find something to come against miracle temple with to turn people away from truth and what they're coming up against is saying i'm telling y'all not to wear masks y'all grown folk you should already know what you need to do that's not coming out of here but that's what's out there she's telling them not to wear masks they all up in there and they ain't doing this and they ain't doing that. And da 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 See, how people find out different things inside carry it outside. And people hearing the wrong thing. And that's not what was said. I've been preaching on this forever and a day. Telling y'all, CDC says, this is what we need to do. We obey the government. We're going to follow those rules of the government before they brought this stuff into play with the mass I believe I said this and we can pull the tape or the CD I believe I said this some people are not in the same place as other people so the ones that want to wear a mask wear your mask the ones that feel like they don't need to wear a mask don't wear your mask everybody's not in the same place But do not fault those that are not wearing a mask to say that they're crazy or they're stupid. You do you, let them do them. God knows their heart. Never said. Nobody don't need to be wearing one. The devil put that in that person's ear. And that person from day one been going everywhere telling a lie. And it's all on the tape. So what am I saying? Christians against Christians. The ones that say they really know God. When you know God, you don't go out and try to hurt someone else because you're afraid. Because you're in fear. You don't do that. Because guess what? God said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. It is just beginning. God has been telling y'all for the longest, you're going to have churches against churches. You got some churches saying they don't need to be in church. That ain't what the Bible says. We do what the word says. How can people take this Bible and close it and not obey God, but obeying man? But we're wrong for obeying truth. 
We do what the word of God tell us to do. Everybody else, the world is doing what they, they, they want to do. They're still eating. They're still partying. They're still going to the mall. They're still shopping. They're still going in the grocery stores. But my God, you can't come in here and get the word. Christian folks mad because you're in the church getting the word. Now, who is that? That ain't God. God gave you the fivefold to be taught. Now they're saying, well, you know, you can teach life. Some people don't have life. Some, and and some, some of them trying to still stand outside. But you know what they're doing now? They're turning on the air in their car and they got FM radios. And the preacher's on the outside, bless his heart, sweating. And other people in their car with air and they're hearing them on the radio. When are we going to trust God? That's all I'm saying. So people are coming against people, Christians, because they're seeing certain Christians do certain things that other Christians are not doing. And I'm going to tell you why. Everybody have not got there yet. Everybody can be saved but not believing the same thing. Why? Because if you're not in the word long enough to get revelation, you're going to believe just like the world is believing. You're not going to believe truth if it knock you in the head. Because if you don't know what God is saying, you're going to come against truth. And if you come against truth, you're coming against God and you're not hurting nobody but yourself. We go back. We see it happen with um, Peter and Paul. We see that in the word of God. The word is not going to um, lie. So we see that happen with them. But then God began to show me someone else in the Bible, which is Jesus. When we go to St. John, the sixth chapter, y'all remember in St. John, the sixth chapter, what happened? Jesus began to talk crazy to them. Jesus said, if you don't eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. Now, Jesus talking like this, right? Jesus, this was the followers of Jesus Christ. These were his disciples outside of the 12. Y'all know what they did? They said, this is a hard saying. So they quit following Jesus. I guess they thought Jesus was crazy. So they quit following him because they had no revelation. They had no understanding of what Jesus was saying. So they just left. And this is what Jesus had asked the rest of them. He said in John um, 6, verse 64, let's start, was well, 65. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him unless he is able to do so by the Father. After this, many of his disciples drew back, returned to their old associations, and no longer accompanied him. Jesus said to the twelve, Will you also go away? And do you too desire to leave me? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words, the message of eternal life. And we have learned to believe and trust, and more, we have come to know surely that you are the Holy One of God, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of the Living God. Peter and them wouldn't leave him, the twelve, the apostles of the Lamb. But the other disciples, they left because they said their exact words was, let me go there, we're still in John 6, 63. When the followers of Jesus heard this, many of them said, this teaching... That Jesus is the bread of life is hard, difficult, offensive. Who can accept, obey, hear it? Know that his followers, disciples, were complaining and grumbling about this. Jesus said, does this teaching bother offend you? So people are going to be offended because of the truth. 
People are going to be bothered because of the truth. People are going to leave the church because of the truth. We have had that to happen. When truth come into the church and people don't want to change, this is the problem. When truth is being spoken, evil is going to be present right in the church. It's going to show up. Darkness is going to show up because where there is light, it's going to expose darkness. So if I'm preaching truth and someone get offended, that's supposed to be saved, and they don't come to me because of that offense, they just leave the church. They're going to leave the church and say, she said this to me and she ain't said it to nobody else. You just made yourself guilty. I didn't call your name. Evil was present. So this is why we have to stay in the word of God and don't take offense to truth. Because when God is revealing something in your life, something that you may not have told nobody, he ain't called nobody out. You should say, God, I give you glory. God, you're talking to me. Now, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me what to do and how to do it. He will do that. So we got Christians coming against Christians because of truth. Some Christians still do not want to hear the truth because they're living like the world. They are agreeing with the world. They're saying, Lord, with one breath, and then they're saying what the world is saying with another breath. You cannot be divided. A divided house will not stand. I am the type of person, and I know y'all know, if the spirit of the living God is angry within me because of something that's not right, I'm going to call you. I'm going to let you know. We need to talk about this. That right there didn't sound kind of right. Let's talk about it. Can you explain that to me? I can't wait another second or moment because I'm responsible because I heard it. And if I'm hearing it, I don't have to go off what nobody else said. Look, Paul was locked up. He was in prison. But Paul got revelation even through the spirit of what was going on in these churches. He set up. And what did Paul do? He sent letters of correction. He said, I didn't even need to be there to know that you were in error. What did he do? He corrected it. So why do people get mad when you bring correction? Because guess what? It's something there. If my husband stirs something up in me and I don't calm down, he done hit something. He hit it hard. So I have to really go back and say, wait a minute. Why was I so irritated over that one thing? That should not have irritated me like that. Lord, help me. Why am I irritated like that? Why did I answer him like that? What is going on with me, Lord? That's, that's just who I am. I have to. Why? Because I should not have answered him that way. Should I, honey? See, I'm not ashamed of my game because that's just who I am. I don't have nothing to hide. Do I, honey? I go to him and I apologize. I should not have said that. That was wrong. Sometimes I put my butt in it. I have to take my butt out of it and go back again. Y'all, this is truth. Why do I do this? Because this is who I am in him. How can I tell y'all to bring correction in your house and I'm looking at him cross-eyed and don't want to look at him, don't want to speak to him? Hey, we have to do what we have to do and we have to live according to the word. I would be a hypocrite. Evidently, somebody in here needed to hear that. Somebody must have said something that they know that they should not have said. Even though that person stirred it up in you, you need to apologize. Because a man know how to make a woman mad. And some of them men, when they make you mad, y'all, guess what they do? They act like they ain't done nothing. 
They go about their business, don't want to communicate, don't want to say nothing. And that woman sitting over there like a raging bull. Just let me see some more red. Let me see some more red. That man is messing with that woman. Hormones. But they act like they ain't done nothing. A woman can immediately go in and say, honey, some women, not all. I'm so sorry. I should not have said that. And that husband won't say, it's okay. They just go on about their business. Then something else come out of it. Deliverance. It's available, y'all. He'll bring something else out of you that you didn't know you had. And then by the end of the night, you say, Lord, I need some help. He said, that's what I need to hear. You need it. You ain't worrying about him no more. Y'all don't get it. All of this is to get you where you need to be. Don't be ashamed of that. Just give God glory. God, through this here, is bringing me up higher with you. Because I ain't worrying about what he said no more, what he did. God, this is me, God. This ain't right. I feel bad about this. Something so simple, y'all. Something so simple. Yesterday it was so, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. We was outside spending some time with our little grandkids. And my husband said, let's invite them to come over here and you know, we, we can, you know, spend time together. I'm like, yeah, 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 bring them. No, I'm going to be like, no, 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 let them stay. So he, we bought them, and we was riding on the golf cart, and my husband had rigged up something. Y'all know what we call rigging up, what people do when they rig up something. So he rigged it up, and we attached it to the golf cart, and I'm just slowly cruising with my little baby behind me, just looking. I said, how you doing back there? I'm good, me mom. I said, okay, baby. I'm just cruising along. All of a sudden, my little buggy fell over. And my little baby had a little skin on. I'm like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. So I took her in the house and I cleaned her up and went and got some Neosporin and put it on the little bruise and everything. So I said, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. I said, when my son wake up, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. She was in Nima's care. Oh, Jesus. Y'all, I was so hurt. I was so hurt. So I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry. She said, it's okay, me, Ma. Oh, it hurt me the more. So I just sat there and I said, Lord, I'm just so sorry that this happened. Now, here go the kicker. The other little grandchild left her phone on the car, on the hood. So while I'm going to get the Neosporin with the one that had the little cut, I'm driving down 117 with the phone on the car. We get back, and my husband had the audacity, and I'm already upset about the other one. Why is this phone sitting on this car? I said, why is it? Because the child had left the phone on the car, y'all, with nobody but God, and it stayed there. And then that little one, going to have the nerve to say, because she wanted to come in too, well, you riding with the phone on the car, going to call her aunt. Me and my riding with the phone on the car. My phone could have gotten lost and could have fell everywhere. She just right. Oh, the devil was after me, y'all. So I'm praying. I'm seeking the Lord. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Then something popped up. Wait till she go to daycare. Oh, Jesus, I might need to keep her. So I asked her mother. I said, how was her day? She said, good. She went to daycare, and they asked her how she get the boo-boo. 
They said, oh, you got a little skint there. How did you get it, baby? Well, granddaddy hooked it to the golf cart. Mima was driving, and I fell over, and I got all skinned up. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. My husband said, well, she did tell the truth. Where am I going with that? She did tell. Why am I mad? Because she told the truth. Do I supposed to go change that to try to make me look good? No, I don't. She told you the truth. That's exactly what happened. That's what we supposed to do, y'all. When somebody give you truth, why do you get offensive and you get mad about it? So I called my husband. I said, I ain't by myself. I said, she put you in it now. (laughs) And the only thing he said was, well, she told the truth. And we left it alone. So what am I telling you guys? Knowing the truth is what makes a person free. Let's quit trying to fix the truth. Truth don't need to be fixed. Truth is what we give to others so their lives can change. If they get mad at you, give God glory because evidently the truth shined in the midst of the darkness and it's showing them you got something in you that need to be worked out through the word of God. Why are you mad at me? I just gave you what God told me to give you. So we need to make sure that we don't change what we say, y'all, to have friends or to get family to love us. You need to say, that's exactly what I said, because that's exactly what the word says. I'm not changing what the word says, because it's his word. And God is not man that he should lie. So I'm not changing it. Now, if I said it in a way that it made you feel some kind of way, forgive me for that. But I'm not changing what the word says. God is saying tonight, do not change. Stand on what you believe. Take up for the ones who are speaking truth. Don't sit there and let somebody talk somebody down and you know they're telling the truth. You need to join in with them and say, no, that's true. That's what the word says. Why are you letting them beat them up like that? When you do, you agreeing with those people and it's a lie. So you become a liar as well. And I'm not going to sit there and let the enemy talk about none of y'all. If somebody say, well, Julia, I'm going to say, you know what? You got a problem with Julia? You need to go to Julia. But that's not the Julia that I know. Well, you didn't hear what she said to me. Well, you need to go to Julia. No, I didn't hear it, but that's not the Julia that I know. That's how we should do it or sit there and say, what? She said, what? No, that's not the Julia that I know. So that's between you and Julia, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about her because that's not the Julia that I know. We all, some of us, try to find stuff on people to make people look bad. But in the word of God, it tells us that God is even displeased with that. Trying to come up against, I'm going to give you that scripture. Go to Psalms 37. The Holy Ghost helping us tonight. Helping us to keep our mouth shut. It says here, verse 12. Psalms 37, the wicked plotteth against the just and gashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent the bow to cast down the poor and needy to, I'm trying to find the place, to slay such as be of an upright conversation. 
And I'm going to have to find the place where God is saying that we should not um, really laugh at the calamity of the wicked when they're doing wrong. I'm going to find it. And if I don't find it, if somebody else find it, please let me know. Because I know it's somewhere in this scripture and I'm not going to read it all. But when you do find it, Manny, do you know what I'm talking about? I know it's in here. Anyway, we should not laugh at the ones that have done wrong when something come back on them. Just to say, I told you so. I'm just paraphrasing it, but it's in there. So if anybody find it, let me know because I want to make sure I give that scripture. Amen. We give God glory. So we should not come against one another. We should love one another and we should hold one another up. Amen. Did anybody have something on what I just taught on? Okay. We good then. Any announcements? Amen. Any more announcements? Okay, well, we're good, and we're going to dismiss with the deacon in the back, Mr. Calvin. You got a mic back there, Mr. Calvin? Or you can talk loud and dismiss us. <laughs>